Public Restored Podcast. I'm Joe. That's Anthony. As always, you can find us at on Twitter at R Public Restored. That's R P U B L I C R E S T O R E D. And on Instagram at Republic Restored. And how's it going this week? It's been a long week. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little done in. Yeah, I'm tired. It was a, especially um, fuck day. Was it Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Wednesday night. Wednesday night was a long night. But we made it through. It was, it was a good week all in all. This week flew, didn't it? It really did. It really did. When do we have to turn the clocks for that daylight savings bullshit? I have no fucking idea. It's coming I up, wait right? until my I'm waiting until my phone does it. Yeah, and then I usually do the car right after. Mm-hmm. It's on the Apple Cat. I think it's coming up. I think my car automatically does it. I don't know. Anyway, probably not. Uh, March 8th. Sunday, March 8th. Cool. That's very good. Uh, Mardi Gras is coming up soon. Next week, right? Yeah. Very excited. Ash Wednesday. Or this coming week, yep. I should say. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, um, so we're just we're just chilling here. And um, so the direction that we want to take this show. Okay. We have posed ourselves as kind of like a conversation between two dudes who would have a few brews. Talking politics. All right, Snoop Dogg. Yep. It's a hell of a rhyme. Yep. Uh, talking politics, bullshitting. So uh, so today we have a 12-pack of brews. Fuck it. Yeah, and that's going to dwindle down. Yeah, that's going to get... That's We're going to make a dent. Yeah, I've been waiting to crack this open, so I'm just going to yeah. go for it. Yeah, so without further ado, yeah. start the show. It's been a long week. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. So speaking of a long week, it's been a long it's been a long few months for the world uh, because of this whole coronavirus thing. Got a little bit of an update, okay? Uh, we have, as of today, today is Friday, twenty first, the twenty first of February. We have 77,812 confirmed cases worldwide. And get this, 2,360 fatalities. And the World Health Organization thinks that that number is full of complete shit to begin with. Yes. So it's could be double that. We don't really know. Yeah, the only... No, actually, scratch that. I don't trust any numbers any government's telling me. Let alone China. China China is a whole different story. China is asshole. China is asshole. China is asshole. Um, there are several deaths in Italy. There was, uh, earlier today, there was a rumor going around saying that two trains in Italy were, um, no, not two chains. Two, two trains, chains. Two trains were uh, held up at the station or just beyond the station, just before the station, whatever. In, a, in the vicinity of stations... Um, one in Milan and one someplace in the south of Italy uh, that supposedly had coronavirus patients on it. Um, That's not good. Yeah, it was it was knocked down within an hour or two. Uh, that rumor was knocked down within an hour or two. It turns out that it was just kind of like unfounded. Nobody was showing any symptoms, which, you know, with this virus doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, because those people can make it halfway across the world and then show symptoms. Right, they can make it all the way across the yeah. world and then show symptoms. Uh, there is a new, a new case in, I believe, Sacramento, California. I, I wanted to know how many 
countries is this shit in now? Last I checked, it was in 16, but that was days ago. Now, I... It's How many of those rank. countries actually count? How many of those countries count? Um, United States counts. One. China yeah. counts. U- UK counts. They have, like, a few, eight, ten, something like that. UK counts, yeah. Italy, like, Italy counts. Italy, like, Czechoslovakia doesn't count. Right? I don't think Is they have there? any either. Okay, so then yeah. we're good. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, that's where we are pretty much right now. I'm just kidding. Check for every, every, every country yeah, counts. Every, every country counts. Just these jokes. are people these people dying and shit like yeah, that. It's just so. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, Take it easy, snowflakes. Yeah, so it doesn't look like it's it's slowing down. Despite what governments of the world say. Despite what the hu- what the human rights organization... What the fuck? The World, world Health, Health organization, organization. Yeah, that one. Um, they might have to get involved soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, within China, there are over in just one of their prison camps, there are over five hundred and six. No, actually, the exact number is five hundred and seven um, individuals infected. And I say individuals because it's five hundred prisoners and seven guards that are infected. Um, and a guard visited his uh, parents, relatives, whatever, in Wuhan. On from the twenty third to the twenty, no, to, to, from the twenty second to the twenty fourth of January, arrived back in wherever the fuck this prison camp is on the twenty fifth, and started showing symptoms on the twenty sixth. How many of these inmates you think have had conjugal visits? Conjugal visit visits, probably none of them because it's China. Yeah, they don't do that there. No, 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 they don't do that there. So you can li- never mind. Moving on. Anyway. They do it here. They do do it here. No, I'm talking about the... Never mind. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. So, this is, like I said, this is where we are right now. It's it's uh, It seems like it's speeding up. These numbers are underblown. Didn't the United States just give a group of scientists in uh, Louisiana a grant yes, to develop Tulane, a cure? Yes, Tulane University. Um, they got a grant in order to study the virus. Uh, the World Health Organization and the CDC are finally being allowed into China, to into Wuhan, China, to study the disease and study the patients and work with them and, you know, take samples and all that. They could cure this in a week, I'm sure. China just wanted the damage to be done and prove their point to the citizens. I still think that this was all bullshit and it was fabricated and they're just trying to... You know, the genocide of their people. But that's neither here nor there, I guess, right? Yeah, that, I think they wanted to uh, divert from the you know Hong Kong protests which just so happened to be going on before. Yeah, I think China wanted to distract you from the human rights crisis with a human rights crisis and <clears throat> mask it as something else. <laughs> that sounds like something China would do. It does. It sounds like something Hillary Clinton would do. Alright, so bringing it a little bit well, a lot of bit closer to home there was this week a suicide by a police officer in Queens. Another member of the NYPD. This is a result of the anti-police sentiment in New York City brought about by the current city and state administrations. Cuomo, Governor Cuomo... Mayor de Blasio. See, I, I haven't heard Cuomo be as outspoken against the police department 
um, as I have de Blasio. Oh, de Blasio's been leading the charge on that front. De Blasio literally came out and said that he tells his child that he should fear the police. First of all, bro, they're who protect you and your family on a daily basis. Literally. Literally walk around you to protect you. Literally, you're they telling literally your kid are that. in and around your son's school. Telling your kid that as they're right behind you. Protecting, protecting you. Right. Yeah. Armed to the teeth. So he tells his kid to fear the police while the police are in are in um earshot. And uh how is that supposed to make them feel? Really? Seriously. Cause they're human. You know, they're not just some fucking robots that are like, okay, you know, put on this shirt, put on these pants. Here's a weapon. Go out, do this and do that. They're not just fucking programmed machines. They're human too. Hearing day in and day out that they're pieces of shit, they're pigs, they're this, they're that, yada, getting, yada, yada. Everybody running around getting them. shot with water guns, like having buckets of water thrown on them. Getting shot with real guns while they're sitting in their vans. Yeah, that's a fun one. You know, and on top of that, they have to see all the bullshit that the dregs of society put on their shoulders, the dead bodies, the uh, the overdose victims, the, the people with missing limbs after a car accident, the, 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 the people who jump off of buildings and g- get absolutely pulverized when they hit the ground. Who do you think sees that? Not I. Not I. It's the, it's the NYPD and all across the country, it's whatever given police department that's in your, that's in your area. They have to deal with it so that we don't have to. Because make no mistake, if they didn't do it, we would have to do it. If there was no police, no other first responders, we ain't just going to leave the body there. What do you think people did pre-police? They had certain people in the community. Yeah, they would self-police. Yes, they would do those things, removing bodies and dealing with the drunkards and the criminals in society. Um, And a lot of the time, those individuals would have to deal with them themselves when they got attacked by those criminals. So now, in, in modern society, in 2020, we have organized police forces that deal with that shit. That's why it's called the thin blue line. It's the line dividing society, the civil society... And the dregs of society. Oh, yeah. Of which there are many. There are more than you think. I'm not going to sit here and paint the picture as though police officers are model citizens. There are some scumbag police officers with terrible (laughs) intentions. I don't know if anybody's ever seen um, the documentary on Netflix, The 7-5, but it's Mm -hmm. about the... The seven five precinct in East New York, Brooklyn, in the I think what was it the eighties, seventies or eighties? I think it was in the eighties. And half that department was on the ticket. Listen, I'm not calling them scumbags as people. I mean, they essentially did what they had to do to survive. That was one of the roughest neighborhoods in the country. And a lot of the a lot of, a lot of the officers were on the take. A lot of the officers were doing bad things. They were letting criminals get away with shit they shouldn't have been. Um, it's a great documentary. Everybody should watch it. But yeah, there there are bad cops out there. Oh yeah, don't um, get me wrong. They're not angels. Not all of them are angels. Yeah, but obviously there are many more good than bad. And all, every cop that I know that's gotten on the force did it because they wanted to 
serve and protect the city that they love and grew up in and their family and friends. And that's what it is, essentially, at the end of the day. You know, and I, I can mean, imagine it's very disappointing once you get on, you have those intentions, you want to make a difference, and you realize, oh shit, I can't make a difference because of the fucking politics. Well, let's think about it this way also, okay? These men and women get paid shit. To begin with, yeah. They get paid absolute dog shit. They're making about the same money as minor league baseball players. Police officers' starting salary is under $40,000 a year. It's about 32000 To get spit on and assaulted and have water poured on you. And just to get completely and utterly disrespected every day of your life, no matter where you are. And on top of that, you're, you're struggling with people. You're fighting with people. People are fighting you. And the same person... The same person that was just fucking around yesterday pouring water on you while you were on patrol or giving you a hard time while you were in the deli getting a cup of coffee. Is the next fucking day, calling you for help. Exactly. Next day, he's going to call you for help. And you got to go help him. Yep. Because that's your job. That's what you signed up to do. Because no, make no mistake, they're fucking begging for your help. And if you don't come exactly when, when they want you to, they're going to bitch and moan like, where were you? Yep. Well, you know what? Yeah, well, that piece of shit doesn't deserve your help. Well, but you know I what? I applaud anyone who still responds when to the call. you poured water on me yesterday, I had to go pick up my fucking dry cleaning. Yep. That's why I didn't come quick enough, asshole. Yep. And the, this, these officers are people. The one who took his own life this past week had a name. He, he had a family. His name was Detective Paul Federico. He was 53 years old. He was that on the job for 30 years. incredibly, incredibly familiar. He was on the job for over 30 years, and he hanged himself in his home on Monday. Wow. wow. I mean, it's sickening. And now, now, after the outpour of support and from civilians and other police officers, um, the city's finally bringing in a team of psychologists to dedicate themselves to police officers and specialize in police officer, in police officer assistance. But, I mean... Uh, one, too is it little, really too late. Do anything, and two, yeah, is it too little, too late? Too little, point? too late. Why does it take dozens of tragedies for the city to act? This only goes to show you that the administration doesn't give a shit about our officers. Ten active duty cops killed themselves in 2019. That's almost one a month. That's disgusting. That's almost one a month. That's absolutely disgusting. Nobody should ever feel like they have to kill themselves at all. That's number one. Um, but for two, for ten active duty NYPD officers to feel that way, I mean, that's just sick. And this comes off, uh, this is a week after, or two weeks after, um, a police officer was gunned down in the Bronx in his van. Yes. And the mayor, I don't even think the mayor released a fucking statement. He did some pre Fucking it was generic. Statement. It was generic, yeah. but the mayor should have been there when the officer got out of the hospital. Right. Um. The, and then the same night, a lieutenant was shot in the, precinct in the precinct where the shooting occurred. The same gunman. Yeah. Stormed the precinct. And I just, I just want to say something before we move forward. Um. If you're feeling like you're suicidal, you need some help. Um. You don't know where to turn. There are individuals who are trained. To talk you through through things and to actually get you services and the help that you need. So the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling like you're at your wit's end, you know, you matter, 
Call that number. Please call that number. Or you could DM us and ask for Joe. He's got good hands. Kid gives a good massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been told my hands are cold. He'll put you to sleep. And you feel better. In the Make morning. all those worries go away. Yeah, you feel much better in the morning. So, bringing it... Uh... Yeah, I don't want to talk about this negative shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, a lot of what we have to talk about is negative depending on which side of the aisle you're on. But that's truly negative. doesn't matter who you are what you believe so that's disgusting and I'm over it and hopefully the city's over it um, hopefully the psychologists can actually make a dent um, I always thought that they had counselors uh, there are counselors but first of all there one counselor is assigned to ridiculous amounts of officers I mean there's only a handful of counselors and there's hundreds if not thousands of police officers there's over I believe 32,000 yeah the, officers these counselors have way too much on their plate, and they can't give the correct amount of attention that these officers need. There really should be a minimum of one to two counselors per precinct. I agree. Minimum. I agree. Some precincts are larger than others. That's why I say minimum. But the the average should be two to three with a minimum of one to two. Especially, especially since studies have shown, and I don't have them in front of me, but I just know this from reading... Um, Encyclopedia that, Joe. Yeah. Suicide is contagious, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, one suicide happens, somebody gets so down about it, they think, oh, you know what, they did it, why can't I? And they try it themselves. Sometimes they succeed, succeed oftentimes they don't succeed. Uh, well, then there are the, also the people who see someone commit suicide and they don't feel as though it's getting the attention it deserves. So they take it upon themselves to take their own life to hopefully bring the yes. matter to light a little bit more and get some more attention on it. That's not the way to go about it. Please don't do that. <sighs> shake it off, shake it off. Do a Katy Perry. She passed out at an American Idol uh, filming. Did she? Yeah, she Recently? passed out. Or at least that was word on the street. It's not Katy Perry. Oh, it's Taylor Swift. Oh, that was Taylor Swift's Swift song? Yeah, Whatever. our studio, our, off, our studio, our unnamed studio audience member just, uh... They all voted answer. for Hillary Clinton. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. They don't matter. So what do we... So, uh, what else, what else went on this week? We had an awesome beginning to the week. We did. Okay. You know the week is gonna be awesome when on Sunday, the president is trending on Twitter. He was at the Daytona 500, um, did a flyover of the racetrack in Air Force One, which was sick, met the drivers, gave the commands, then the race got rained out and resumed on Monday. But these, um, <laughs> these, these, these fucking snowflakes on Twitter were getting on the president for... Going onto the racetrack and making a left turn and going the opposite way on the racetrack to get to the infield. And they were literally, first of all, giving him a hard time about it as though he was operating the vehicle. And second of all, giving him a hard time about it as though it fucking mattered. But what these morons don't realize is he had to go left to avoid the crowd of people that were on the racetrack. So when he made the left, he was able to quickly make a right and go through the infield. If he would have made a right, he would have been in a swarm of fucking people. 
oh, I didn't understand a word that you fucking said initially, but now I got it. Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So, pretty much, they gave him a hard fucking time because he went around a crowd of people. No, because he went on the racetrack the opposite direction. Well, yeah, in order to get around a crowd of people. Yeah, he had to go through the infield. They just want to get on this guy for literally any reason at all. Literally any... He can comb his hair to the left, and they'll give him shit for not combing it to the right. They're deranged, and a lot of these people have no fucking idea. They're fucking sick in the head. They've never watched NASCAR. And I mean, as as a veteran NASCAR watcher... I watched uh, the Daytona 500 race on Sunday and then Monday. Yeah. Um, I can say that you know if there's people on the on the uh, on the on the on the road on the track, you yeah. don't want to drive into them. Yeah. No, you don't. I mean, even if uh, even if you're driving your own car, you don't want to drive into them. So like, even if you have to go the wrong way, you got to go the wrong way. You can't hit these fucking people. Well, I mean, he was given a route and he followed it. These people yeah. were just fucking deranged. Yeah. I mean, and he wasn't even behind the fucking wheel. No, he didn't even have control over it. It's the Secret Service. I'm sure he was thinking the same thing. And then he turned his head and realized, oh, there's people there. I'm, I'm like, sure he didn't give a shit. Because it doesn't matter. Right. See, the good thing, the, the thing about uh, the, blah, 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 the thing about the track is that it is an oval. And uh, you can get anywhere by going either way. Yeah. So, it didn't matter. It's not at that end, yeah. Yeah, it didn't matter, you know, which way he went. No, they just just want to pick on the president for literally any reason that they can. And that that led to um, basically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because on Monday, at the final lap of the race, um, driver Ryan Newman was in a terrible crash. We all thought he was dead on impact. And the liberals came out on social media and they actually blamed that crash on Donald Trump. Saying the reason, this was when we assumed Ryan Newman was seriously injured or dead. He's fine now, thank God. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to him, so you gotta gotta outline this shit because I heard that they were fucking wishing dead on him, wishing death on him, wishing death on a driver and then blaming it on Trump. Yeah, they they were saying that um, this all happened because... Ryan Newman supports Donald Trump. They were saying essentially that he deserved what was coming to him. He deserved what yeah, was he coming de- to him? Yeah, he deserved it because he supported the president. Like, this is what he gets for supporting the president. Basically, death. They wanted this man dead. Like, I'm sorry. That, I said what I said before about Katy Perry and Terry, Taylor Swift, whatever the fuck her stupid name is. I wouldn't wish him dead. They passed out on live TV. That'd be pretty funny to me, but I don't want him to die. Right. To because wish death on somebody because of their political beliefs. I'm sorry, that's just fucking stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. That's really dumb. Uh, and apparently, it was one of the worst worst crashes in NASCAR history. It was the most violent crash I've ever seen in my life. Nobody should ever live through something like that. That was yeah. That insane. was that was nuts. He he gets. Okay, so he gets he gets pretty much turned around, hits a wall, flips over, flips over, spins around, spins around, and then takes a direct impact at two hundred miles, miles an, an hour, hour in his driver's window. Those machines are fucking amazing that yeah. he survived. Yeah, that he survived that. Those and were- if you listen to the pre race interview and they interviewed President Trump on pit road, he praised the technological and safety advances of the cars. 
He did say it. He said it in weird words. I don't remember him exactly. Because they didn't really belong Was that together. before or after he told the reporter that he was going to run over to a car and Same jump interview. in? Same interview. Same interview? Yeah. He was going to jump in and win the race? He could have. Probably. Could've. He, he could do whatever he wants. He I can't mean, lose at anything. I mean, they would have had to fit him for a fire suit. Even though he wouldn't need it because he did, all the other cars would just explode in his path. He, he could just shoot missiles at them from Air Force, uh, from yeah. uh, the Beast. Get an uh, AC-130. Yeah. But uh, enough about the president. For now, um, there are a few people who are trying to take his job. Yeah, we have um, we have a uh, small tale to tell about a certain miniature someone. Well, the, this is what's funny about it too, because it still involves the president also. Because last week or two weeks ago, he passed a comment about Mini Mike Bloomberg saying that um, he would need a stool. To be like equal height with everyone on the stage. And he said it as a joke, but MSDNC did not take it as a joke. They literally ran a story like three or four hours before the debate on Wednesday. And they quote unquote confirmed that Mini Mike Bloomberg would not be standing on a step stool during <laughs> the debate. Like they took it so seriously. That they had to come out and confirm that he wasn't actually going to be fucking standing on Yeah, they had to actually debunk it. Stand by. Standing by. Okay, we can continue. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, they had to actually debunk the uh, the stool. These people are just so sick. But it, it, did, it did make for a great debate. And he was shorter than Elizabeth Warren, who he was standing next to, which I thought was hilarious. You know, I wonder how tall she is. She has to be about five foot six. Standing next seven? to Mike Bloomberg. She's got to be four foot one. <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. So this, um... Quaden Bales is fucking taller. So, uh, so, so this dude goes about trying to etch his, etch his name onto this debate. And, um, well, the last debate that he had was over 10 years ago with fucking Anthony Weiner. That was pre-prison time. Yeah. I mean, listen. He's been trying to... And it's smart the way that the left has been propping up Bloomberg to get into the race. So they rig it so that he doesn't... So that he can basically late qualify for the, the debate. They, they rigged it. I mean, it was all fucking bullshit. We know it. The president's tweeted about it a million times now. It was it was all crap. Um, they rigged it so Bloomberg could get in. And up until he gets in, he's just buying airtime and getting ads and all over Instagram and Twitter and trying to get known or recognized, I should say, before ever taking the stage so that if he has a terrible debate performance, his numbers are still there. They just want, in in his first debate, they just want him to come out and poll higher than Joe Biden. They want Biden out. They want him out. He's not the guy. He can't be the guy. He, they want Joe Biden out. It's Biden, clear. Biden is honestly seeming extremely weak. Yeah, they, it's clear they want Joe Biden out of this race. So the, the whole point behind this was to get Bloomberg in there and take votes away from Joe Biden. I don't know who they're really looking to prop up. I don't know if it's Warren. I don't know if they're actually gonna get behind Bernie Sanders. But right now they just wanted to get Bloomberg in there. 
um, just to distract a few people. And and the, the strategy worked. Buying his way into the debate, basically, with all the ads and everything. Um, but he took some heat for it in the debate. I mean, that the first 10 minutes of that debate was just... It was embarrassing. It was an onslaught. I felt bad. I really felt bad for the guy. He did not look prepared for that at all. No, he he looked like he looked like he was so out of place. He looked totally overwhelmed. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know how to answer. He didn't know what he was, was going begging on. for airtime, with his hand up constantly, and Elizabeth Warren's hand higher than his. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I was gonna see it. <laughs> he was barely standing over his podium. Okay, no, no, no. His hand wasn't up. His first two fingers were up. Oh, is that what it was? he did like this little pinching motion in the air. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed. That? I didn't know what the fuck he was trying Mr. to Crab do. Fucking Mr. Crab over there. I didn't know what he was trying to do at all. But Elizabeth Warren came out swinging. She was a rock star. The whole night. Rock star. Yeah, we're not saying that we... um. Support their fucking policies. No, we're not endorsing but it's, anybody. They're but it's it's stuff. uh it we watch we watch it for comedic relief and to live tweet it. I mean, I also like to to see what the vibe of the other side of the aisle is. I mean, when you have a guy in office who's as polarizing as Trump, and I'm I, I never liked Obama. I never cared for many of his policies. But at the end of the day, Barack Obama was not as polarizing as Donald Trump. No, 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 not at all. It was a it was a um. A, a, a major minority that hated him. There was a small percentage of the population that actually physically hated him. President Obama was like the, the, the popular good-looking guy in high school that would take everybody's girlfriend. Yes. Right? And you wanted to hate him so bad, but there was just something about him. Yeah, You're like, there was something, cool, yeah like he's cool. Like, yeah. I'll have a beer with yeah, him. Yeah, like, ah, oh, but there's other girls. Like, that, that's, that's Obama's, like... Yeah, I couldn't stand his policies, but no, I never but hated that. I man. couldn't drive myself to say, "Oh fuck that guy." This guy's I want him fucking dead. evil. No, yeah, I can't. I, I, I couldn't. couldn't do that. No, me neither. Because he still filled out his March Madness bracket on Sports Center, and it was like fun to watch. Yeah, Trump's not doing. That. He was very, he was very suave and shit. Yeah, he, yeah. Tr- he was on comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. And I Secret love that Service episode. Yelled at him. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. So yeah, Trump is extremely polarizing. Um... So it's fun to see, basically, the plan of attack from the other side of the aisle because you have to, you got to kind of put yourself in their shoes when you're watching this stuff. Like, if I was on their side, like, who would I be in support of? And when you look at the stage, this was the first uh, debate without Andrew Yang, who now works for CNN. Um that was quick. Yeah, and they're giving him a lot more than a thousand dollars a month. I'm sure, so he's yeah. a sellout. Um, it was the first one without Andrew Yang. It was the first one without Tom, fucking Tom Steyer, who was the biggest annoyance on the planet. Well, was, Tom Steyer left because he had mission accomplished. He shaked Bernie's hand. Tom Steyer was the Democrats' Carly Fiorina. Um, wow, that's a great comparison. Thank you. Except he's not going to be anyone's running mate. Sorry, Ted Cruz. So. Ah. Um, Cruz, what the fuck was he thinking? Cruz Fiorina, he just signed his death wish. I don't know. He thought he thought that it would that it would fucking do something. It would make waves. And not for nothing, Marco Rubio is another one. He flip flopped. If he would have just announced Nikki Haley as his running mate, he would have fucking skyrocketed to the top of those polls. But he flip flopped because he wanted South Carolina. 
Mm-hmm. And then he got South Carolina, and that was it. You never heard from him again. Yeah. But whatever. Neither anyway. here nor there. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? All right. There's a first debate without Andrew Yang. First yes, debate yeah, without yeah. Tom Steyer. So on the stage from right to left, you had Amy Klobuchar, Pete Booty Judge, um, Quid Pro Joe, Creepy Old Bernie, <laughs> Pocahontas, and Mini Mike Bloomberg. Right to left. I nailed it, right? Uh, yeah. I okay. personally prefer Bernie the Red. Bernie the Red? Yeah. Because he's a commie. All oh, right, yeah. Had the old hammer and sickle. Um, so, yeah, that was your stage. And it was interesting because Klobuchar and Booty Judge were ripping each other apart. And she, then uh, she got Warren, physically mad at one point. Yeah, she looked like she wanted to strike him. And that's not okay. You don't hit women, Amy. And then you had Elizabeth, you had Pocahontas and Minnie Mike throwing jabs at each other. And then you just had Quid Pro Joe and Bernie Red just trying to sneak into any argument that they could just get into. It was weird. Yeah, it was like the kids who st- who like light the match, start the fire, and walk away. Yeah, it's almost like the it's almost like the panel was not giving attention to Joe Biden because they don't want him to have attention, and they were not giving attention to Bernie Sanders because. <laughs> He's the clear front runner, and either he's going to maintain it or lose some. And no matter what happens, they're going to go along with it. Right. So they just weren't—they weren't even there. They were literally just chiming in. It was—it was a very weird. The only time that they even chimed in was to attack other people. Majority of Bernie speaking is when him and Minnie Mike were going back and forth in the second hour. And uh, I got. And a majority of Joe Biden. Chiming in was just defending himself because everybody's trying to get rid of him. Yeah, uh, I have to give it to to Mike Bloomberg for one sentence that he said in that debate. You know exactly which one I'm talking about. I do. I don't remember it word for word, but okay, it was so, in the second hour. So Mike Bloomberg turns around to Bernie and says, "The most pop America is a great place. The most popular person in the most popular socialist in the country is a millionaire with three houses." Yes. And we both... Like, I slid out of my chair. Yeah. It's his, like, finally, somebody says it. Yeah. Finally, someone said it It's something that's been face. said on memes for years. And Bloomberg actually said it. Mm-hmm. Fucking Bloomberg, of all people. I love it. The, it was fantastic. The wild part about it, there's a... Um, there's a note going around the internet. I'm sure anyone who's in the earshot of this has seen it. Um, but for anybody who hasn't, somebody actually took the time to yeah, put Bernie's, the yeah, they put Bernie's plan on paper and I'm going to read this out for you. Bernie Sanders said at the debate that he wants minimum wage to be $15 per hour nationwide, right? So in a place like New York city, that's barely an increase. I think was minimum wage. Here. Uh, it's 15. So it's not an increase, but in a place like Des Moines, that's probably a nice big increase. Yeah. So, at $15 an hour, if you work a 40-hour week, that's $600 a week. Over 52 weeks, that's $31,200. Now, he wants free health care for everyone. They asked him how he'd pay for it. His answer was to raise taxes to 52% on anybody making over twenty nine k a year. I, I will, I, I mean, 52%? I get fucking charged at 24, 26% right now. And I and I'm like pissed off. Fifty two percent. I don't know how I'm gonna react. I'm in the upper forties, 
And every other other week when I get my check, I want to strangle myself. So, first of all, taxation is theft. Mm -hmm. Second of all, the day that the government thinks that they have the right the to take, right to take more than half of my earnings motherfucker hold my beer i'm coming you and a lot of people i'm coming you and a majority of the country and that is a motherfucker you do not want anything to do with over 29,000 there are people making $30,000 a year that will fuck you up there's some real like hardcore fucking people making 30 grand a year on like welfare. Listen, it's hard to work less than 40 hours a week. Yeah. It's hard. Even if you're a student and you're working part time, you can find 40 hours to work. And listen, they're going to require. Th- uh, first of all, anybody who doesn't is isn't aware 40 hours is the minimum requirement to be considered a full time worker. There are going to be rules in place, I'm telling you right fucking now, that these these businesses are going to be required to have X amount of percentage of their staff be full-time. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's just going to go out and get multiple part-time jobs. They're just going to go work 39 hours here, 39 hours there, maybe another 20 hours here. I'll work off the books. I'll claim fucking $28,500. Well, yeah, that's plan B. That's yeah. that's what's coming next. And that's it. But a lot of businesses aren't going to be willing to do that. Right. So a lot of these bigger companies, Home Depots, Verizon. Yeah, they're not going to do that. People aren't going to sign up for full-time work. They're going to sign up for part-time work. McDonald's is going to say, fuck you, I'm going to work 25 hours. And then I'll go fucking work at Burger King for another 25 hours. Yeah. What's it do- What's Straight it to up. me? Like, I'll just go do something else Fucking in this line of work. Fucking four hours and four hours. Yeah, I'll just go day. do something else in this line of work. So it's the same shit. I'm not over, you know, I'm not overbearing my senses <laughs> with different work. And I'm going to make my money and fuck you. So 52% of $31,200 is $16,224 in taxes. $31,200 minus $16,224 means you're coming home with $14,976. Literally, that for is, the year. That is, that's fucking nothing. For the year. What? When you think about it, I saw a breakdown the other day of NBA player Chris Paul, mm-hmm. his contract. The way his contract breaks down, he's making thousands of dollars per second. Jesus. So you're talking about people working full-time jobs making $15,000 a year. Okay? So you divide that 14,976 over the 52 week span, you're actually taking home $288 a week. Now divide that over 40 hours, you're actually getting $7.20 per hour. That is your wage. That's your wage. Congratulations. You voted for Bernie Sanders. Not to mention now, because the minimum wage is increasing to $15, places that used to sell, like grocery stores, if they had minimum wage employees working at $9 an hour, okay, now they're going to have employees working at $15 an hour, and now they can no longer afford to sell milk at four twenty nine a gallon, so they're going to have to sell it at seven twenty nine a gallon. 
and you're going to see those little increases on literally everything. Everything, everything is going to rise. And I'm going to tell you one thing. The Arab Spring started... It coinc- The start of the Arab Spring um, coincided with the, with a sharp increase in food prices. Uh, pretty much all instances of civil unrest, like mass civil unrest, like even in Egypt when they the protested and they had fucking whatever square, like they deposed the old president, all that, they had him arrested, all that shit. That started after a sharp increase in the price of uh, food of uh, of food. If if we go through with Bernie's plan, there will be mass protests. Oh yeah, I mean you talk. People think that just because they're getting minimum wage fifteen. First of all, if you're aspiring to make minimum wage, reevaluate yourself. Yeah, that's number one. Yeah, you need a you need a you need a. Kind of check yourself and see yeah, that, where exactly do you want to be in life. Yeah, that's number one. If if you're aspiring to be the minimum, you got to figure something out for yourself. That's one. Two, um, just because the minimum expectancy was raised doesn't mean your quality of life just got better. If your employer's paying you more, they have to raise their prices on their goods to afford that. Right. It's only natural, basic logic. Yeah, I mean, Home Depot is not just going to print more money because they have to spend more of it. Yeah. That's not how it works, you yeah. fucking imbecile. Just because mommy and daddy have been throwing $100 bills at you since you've fucking started learning how to ask for $100 bills doesn't mean that that's how the government works. Bernie Sanders is literally asking for more than you're making. He's asking for a bigger percentage. Okay, let's put it... In layman's terms, for the people who are voting for this. Okay. Let's make it easy for them to understand. Okay? I'm going to be um, Scrooge McCuck, and you'll be my dad. Okay. All right? Daddy, can I have $100? Sure, son. Here you go. Daddy, this is only $48. Well, son, I had to take 52%. In order to give it to somebody else who doesn't have $52. But that's not fair. Well, you voted for this, cuck. I don't like it anymore. Well, too bad. This is socialism. We need Trump back. <laughs> you used to give me $100. Trump 2028. You used to give me $100 and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Pretty much. Everybody's in for a rude awakening. It all sounds great because Bernie believes in what he says and the motherfucker is just so energetic and lovable. He really is. Yeah, he's like a Karl Marx teddy bear. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. It's... (laughs) I I can't wait for the day where the same people with their... I mean, man buns and matcha lattes. I was gonna say white privilege, and it brought me to oh, <laughs> it br- whatever. Same difference. Um, it brought me to th- this is literally the party of anti-white privilege. Meanwhile, when you look at that debate stage, it literally oozed white privilege. I needed my sunglasses. 
because they they were blinding me. They were reflecting. That's how white they were. Did you see Did you see the post um, DC Drano made on Instagram the other day? I did not. I actually didn't. I haven't been on Instagram much DC, looking at posts. I've been posting, but I haven't been looking at it. DC Drano made a post the other day. I thought I screenshot it, but I guess I didn't. Um, it was a comparison of the the Republican nominees and the Democrat nominees mm-hmm. from sixteen and, and twenty. And for the for the Democrat nominees, it was white, 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 Pocahontas, white, white, white. <laughs> and for the Republicans from twenty sixteen, it was um, black, Cuban, um, Puerto Rican. For Trump, it said orange. Yeah. For uh, for Jeb Bush, it said wood. <laughs> but the diversity yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. when you think about it. Well, the Republican Party was the original party of diversity. Yeah, the, first the Democrats 10, The first slavery. 10 or 15 uh, Republicans voted into Congress were actually African Americans. Freed, freed slaves, pretty much. Former slaves. They were the first. They were the first twelve or fifteen um, Republican uh, representatives. Hmm. This is the this is the foundation of the Republican Party, and the Democrat Party was the party of slavery, and the party of Jim Crow, and the party that opposed the Civil Rights Amendment, the party that uh, opposed uh, in integrating schools, uh, desegregating schools, integrating desegregating schools. I think either word works. Similar, yeah, yeah. but it's desegregation. Yeah, desegregating schools. The party that. Resegregated the military after it was desegregated by a Republican. Um, the party against the NRA, which was originally founded in order to help people um, to learn how to shoot to defend themselves, former slaves. Uh, they oppose everything. How do I put it? And this? it just shows you how powerful words are because all they have to do is call a Republican a racist, and that's it. Everybody racist. forgets. Yeah, automatically, racist. automatically racist. Racist scumbag. They forget the KKK that was founded by the uh, by the De- by the Southern Democrats, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, Robert Byrd, who was a senator, uh, senator, yeah, senator, who passed away. He was a grand dragon, or the fuck yeah. that means, Democrat from uh, I don't know what fucking bumble fuck state he was from. True. Even though, okay, whatever state it is, I'm sure I love it. You know, it's in the union today. But um, he was from whatever fucking state. Grand Dragon. He uh, Hillary Clinton said he influenced her the most in uh, in in Congress and all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. They forget about all those things. Mm-hmm. They forget about their past, and then they they come up with some bullshit like, "Oh yeah, the party's fucking switched." No, no, nope. the party's never fucking switched. What happened is you switched the narrative. Mm-hmm. The Democrats figured, "Oh, you know what." We can't win on policy. We can't win on policy. We don't stand a chance. So let's just call... Let's accuse our opponent of exactly what we're doing. Racism, sexism, homophobia. Yeah, it's just diverting the the blame. Yes. They'll love you. Don't get me wrong. If you're black, Hispanic, homosexual, whatever, they'll love you as long as you vote Democrat. But yeah. it, but the second that you go off of the modern day plantation mm-hmm. and you vote Republican, you're an Uncle Tom. You're an Uncle Tom. You're, um, uh, 
they call you all sorts of, if 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 you're gay, they call you all sorts of um, derogatory With terms. Kanye West, they canceled Kanye West quick. Real quick, real quick. quick. African American man who just so happens to think differently than the Democrats. All of a sudden, he's they start calling him those names well, that they supposedly detest. But a lot of Kanye West never even came out and supported. Donald Trump. Right, because if I remember, he was wearing the hat, and he just said that he he wore it to support free thought. Was that it? That was exactly it. And the original hate started when Kanye West met with the president in Trump Tower a few years ago, um, and that was it. That how could he? How could he sit down with that guy? He's he's this. He's that. Meanwhile, turns out that conversation was for bail reform. Right, right. Criminal justice which reform. Which Kim Kardashian ended up being a huge proponent of. Yes. And between the three of them, Kim, Kanye, and the president, they've accomplished a lot. And Ivanka actually had played a big role in that also. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. But they were all dissolved. Now apparently, and actually, some of the some of the changes that they put into place with the president is what helped ASAP Rocky in his fucking situation over in uh, Sweden, Sweden over there. Sweden, yeah, yeah, yep, Sweden. Um, you know, I thought that the left was for criminal justice reform, bail reform. Why would they? They are if they think of it. Right. Why would they be against the president who actually wants to get bail reform and he criminal justice it. reform? Because he thought of it. You know, it's almost as if they're like, they they just say whatever to oppose whatever a president does. You know, if it was Barack Obama doing it, I would actually support it, probably. Yeah, I mean, if it's actually good for the country... 100%. That's all we... that's 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 all the Republican Party wants. How about this? They almost... Suckered me into supporting the Gang of Eight bill because I just wanted something to happen. Right. And that's the folly of man, though. Yeah. I was so desperate for them to work together on on the border crisis that I almost supported the Gang of Eight bill. Ooh, rough. I read it. It was hundreds of pages. I read it. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll never read uh, another thing like that again. I think I'm, I'm sure not. you're scarred for life. Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah, so. Yeah. but wow, that they was were... a long road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These people get up on stage on Wednesday, and they're literally just shouting obscenities at each other, just basically talking about the opposite of whatever the president says, right? And we were talking before about Bloomberg... Buying his way to the nomination. This guy on Twitter, um, at calling BS on you, the letter U, he tweeted, um, the DNC just sent Mini Mike a billion dollars worth of Viagra. No, you idiots. I said I wanted to buy an election. (laughs) 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 I thought that was priceless. That's pretty fucking funny. I wouldn't be surprised if Mini Mike actually repost that. On his behalf. Um, you know, speaking about Mini Mike and erections, um, elections, what? Mini Mike and elections. Oh. Uh, these women that he's silencing. 
Not anymore. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about it? Not anymore. He released... Okay, so Elizabeth Warren in the opening... Was it the opening onslaught in the debate? It could have been at another point. Um, but she went after Bloomberg. And I didn't even know that these existed. There were non-disclosure... He has non-disclosure agreements with a uh, few women. And he's clearing three of them now. Of their non-disclosures. Well, I mean, I think he met with his strategist. Like, he actually sat down and they said, you know, it was a very bad look when you stood up in front of the American people and said that, no, they're going to abide by their non-disclosure agreements. I'm not releasing them. Well, and then he kind of owned up to what he said without owning up to what he said. Because he's... What did he claim it was? He said they misinterpreted a joke that I told. Yeah, which is which is clearly the excuse of very sexual harassment. Case. I've misinterpreted <laughs> many jokes over my life. Yeah. I've never had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> right, right, right. The misinterpret. If I misinterpret a joke, it doesn't end with a legal document. Mm-mm. It ends with somebody explaining their fucking joke. Yeah, and, and we then move it's on. not funny, but. I don't have to sign my signature on a legal binding document. Yeah, so he said, if any of them want to be released from their NDA so that they can talk about those allegations, they should contact the company and they'll be given a release. He added that he had reflected on his company's use of non-disclosure agreements, acknowledging that such contracts, quote, promote a culture of silence in the workplace and contribute to a culture of women not feeling safe or supported. He actually said, I've done a lot of reflecting on this issue over the past few days, and I've decided that for as long as I'm running the company, we won't offer confidentiality agreements to resolve claims of sexual harassment or misconduct going forward. So I'm, I'm just wondering how much of a tongue lashing his strategy team gave him after that debate. I'm also wondering what these women are going to end up saying. Yes, that was my next thing. I am dying for them to come out. What the fuck misinterpreted my jokes I mean dude if you tell a woman some you know you want to see my bod like it's not it's not a joke like you want to fucking what did you just say <laughs> I don't know want to see my bod what is yes. this an axe commercial <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, I check out that bod I, I, I want that bod I imagine Mike Bloomberg saying some shit like that. Yeah, because he's just socially awkward. Yeah, he's socially stupid. awkward. So I was, it was, it was a character piece as a socially awkward politician, <laughs> billionaire politician. Um, you yeah, wipe I'm the sweat off my man breast with these hundred dollar bills. Yeah. yeah, that's something he would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I imagine, um, I imagine that, you know, it's gonna be, they're not gonna be jokes. Like he's actually gonna be have. These women are going to come out and say that, that he's actually made moves on them. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, we're talking about a guy who was... Who was that woman with him at the debate? He was... His partner? His partner, but wasn't weren't they together while he was married? Uh, some, some, some shit. Okay, so... <laughs> um, as billionaires are apt to do, when they get into a relationship, they think about their money. I, was, I put a lot of thought into this after I actually looked up... Um, his wife divorced him in 2002 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, then they got together in 2003. 
his current partner, and, you know, now they didn't get married or anything like that. He's protecting his money because I bet you his ex-wife, you know, sued him for a, a, a decent amount of cash. It's possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the guy's worth billions. But anyway, um, so yeah, now it's his partner, according to Wikipedia. It's not his wife. Um, and they've been together since, I believe, either 2003 or 2001. Diana Taylor, uh, 2000. 2000? So, okay, so neither. So even earlier. Uh, when did he divorce his wife? Or when did him and his wife get divorced? I can tell you that in a second. Get a divorce. Um, son of a bitch. He's 78 years old. Is he really? He doesn't really look like he's... He, he doesn't... Okay, let's be honest. He doesn't look 78. No, he looks like 74. Right. I was going to say 73, but These motherfuckers on the left, man, are so, so old. old. I'm not saying Trump is young. But if you're going to come at the GOAT, you best not miss. And these people are all swinging a miss. Okay, so after after we look up what year Mike Bloomberg was divorced. Uh, his... It says here he divorced Susan Brown in 1993. 1990. Oh, so it's been a It was a long time. Yeah, it was a good seven years. It was a long um, time. After him and his wife got divorced. And I'm sure, you know, there's a little bit of a recuperation period after getting divorced. You know, you lost a shit ton of money. I also happen to think Mike Bloomberg's gay. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. But that's just my thought process. Continue. Um, Well, the train went off the tracks, and I don't know what I was going to say. There's a reason they didn't put him next to Booty Judge, all right? Oh, right. Um, Amy Klobuchar. How old is she? Let's Amy look that Klobuchar? up. Amy Klobuchar? Charizard, whatever Amy, the fuck Amy the name is. Amy Comb. Right? She's the one who ate with a comb. Yes, yeah. She's the one who ate the salad with a comb. Amy Klobuchar's 59. She's 59? Amy Klobuchar, she looks like she's in her early 40s, not gonna lie. She does. She's she looks 59. young. Why does she shake like that? That's actually pretty concerning. Like, I'm not actually trying to make fun of her. She shakes. Yeah, I mean, she's like Michael J. Fox up there. Yeah, she, she, she shakes when she talks. She goes back and forth. Yeah, it's interesting. She looks nervous all the time. She does. But yeah, 59. And Buddha Judge is the youngest. How old is Buddha Judge? I would say Buddha Judge is actually uh, Buddha Judge. I would say he's in his early 40s. 38. 38. Close. Okay, close. Close. I was going to say late 30s, but I figured, eh, hey, you know what? I think that's a little bit too young. Yeah, so let's see now. Um, basically, if any of them survive, I can run the gauntlet. Tomorrow, February 22nd, is um, is the Nevada caucuses. A lot of people are going to listen to us probably after the caucuses have concluded. My predictions for the Nevada caucuses tomorrow, we're going to see... Klobuchar go bye bye. Creepy quid pro Joe go bye bye. Um, we're gonna be left with Booty Judge Sanders, mm-hmm. Pocahontas, and Mini Mike. Mm-hmm. Who do you think wins on three? Who do you think wins the Nevada caucus? One, Hold on. two, okay. Okay. One, two, three. Bernie. Warren. Oh, mm-hmm. you think she was that strong in the I debate? I think huh? she was that that strong in the debate. Wow, that's interesting. I, I think, think Bernie takes it. Honestly, I think Warren takes the uh, takes Nevada. I'm gonna be perfectly perfectly honest. 
Um, I think she'll poll higher than Buttigieg. There I think are, Buttigieg is starting to get a little exposed. There are enough rural, 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 rural Democrats in Zoinks. Nevada to pull it for Warren. Um, then again, I don't know how to caucus works. So Me either. yeah, <laughs> I'm just going off of a uh, the, you know a regular old primary you know standpoint. But honestly, they're, I mean they're fully well prepared for. Um, Bernie to have the most delegates going into the convention. Right. Because you remember when they asked at the end of at the end of the debate if, if after the first round the majority uh, the person who has the majority of the delegates do you think that should, they should be the, the, the nominee, nominee or should we continue and everybody said we should continue. Except Bernie. Except Bernie of course because he knows he's going to get fucked. Yeah. He knows they're going to stick it to him again. Okay, so at the end of all this, let's just say we go into the convention. Who do you think is their ultimate nominee? I have no fucking idea. I have an idea. It's going to be one of two people. It's either going to be actually... Michelle Obama. Yeah, probably. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Um, Joy Behar. It's either going to be Warren or Bernie. And honestly, I think that if Bernie could round up his base to show up in numbers, he will, he does actually have a a shot to get the nomination. Yeah, without a doubt. But I don't know if they're willing to sell their soul to the devil to get behind Bernie. I really don't know. Well, because then it's going to be communism versus capitalism. That's how the election, the next election is going to go. It's going to be so easy for Trump, the greatest salesman of all, to sell that. It really is. He's going to be able to sell communism versus capitalism. And he really could get a lot of those moderate voters that are on the fence and would possibly vote for an Elizabeth Warren. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Bernie's a communist, they're either not going to vote at all or they're going to vote for Trump. For Donald Trump, a more status quo than Bernie Sanders person. And Bloomberg in the debate the other night already came out and basically claimed himself as the Democratic Trump. He was like, I love capitalism and this is a great country and blah, blah, blah. I'm a businessman. All right, bro. So you lose because this is a party that's conditioning its voters to hate old rich white guys. Exactly. And which is like the definition of Michael Bloomberg. So you're literally out. He's, but he'll stick around by he default. Doesn't, he doesn't have a shot. He's, I would say even Andrew Yang before he, you know, suspended and ultimately you know, Sold disbanded out to his campaign. Yeah, yeah, for, uh, for his 30 pieces of silver. Um, I thought Andrew Yang had a better chance than Michael Bloomberg has. He looks like, I mean, okay, so you can look at a person and kind of see, you know, what they, you know, what their lifestyle is like, even like what their politics are like. Um, Bloomberg looks like a Republican on that stage. Well, that was another thing they they attacked him for, flip-flopping his parties. Yes. Because Bloomberg, when he ran for mayor of New York, didn't he run as a Republican? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yep, he was a Republican mayor of New York City, which he touted many times right because Wiener was the Democrat 
Right. With the the support of the Clintons and all that. Right. Um, so yeah, going into the convention, this is going to get extremely interesting. Um, we're all just waiting on who is going to be Trump's opponent and who we get to beat. He's essentially beaten them all already, which is the funny part. But we have tomorrow, February 22nd, is the Nevada caucus. Then Tuesday, February 25th, is the debate in South Carolina, followed by the 29th is the South Carolina caucus next mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, and then we got Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is going to be wild. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wild. Yeah, Super Tuesday is going to be a long, long night. Mm-hmm. And how many um, how many uh, caucuses, primaries, fucking whatever the fuck is going on there are going to be going on? Uh, a lot. I believe Florida's involved, right? Yeah. Probably. Probably. There, I know that there are at least two dozen states involved. It's a, it's a big majority of the uh, of the union involved. Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Democrats abroad, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, eight, nine, Tennessee, ten, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. That's 14 or 15. We'll all hold their primaries. All right. I said two dozen. I was a little bit... I overshot that. But whatever. You know, 15 is a good number. That's a that's a, that's a a decent chunk. 14 is a good number. It's a decent chunk of the country. So going into going into Super Tuesday, we're going to see probably the Democrats ramp up on their... Uh, ramp up on their uh, rhetoric and all that. All that fun shit. They're, they're going to double down. Well, the debate this week is going to be really interesting because they're debating in South Carolina with the South Carolina caucuses coming up. So usually debates will be centered around the state that's going to be voting, you know, in the near future. But the debates on Tuesday in South Carolina is going to be really interesting because a lot of the questions aren't going to be focused on South Carolina. I'm sure somebody's going to come out swinging on Elizabeth Warren asking her about her California district knowing that California is going to be voting next Tuesday. A lot of these people like Buttigieg who's fighting to stay alive or Bloomberg who's fighting to actually get involved, they're mm-hmm. not even going to give a shit about South Carolina and they're going to be attacking for for a lot of these votes on Super oh, Tuesday. Oh, 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 100%. All eyes are going to be on Super Tuesday. It's almost as if South Carolina kind of gets the short end of the stick. A little because bit. Because nobody, nobody's going to be giving a shit about what Car- South Carolina says when 14 states are going to be voting the next week. Shortly after South Carolina goes. Yeah, there's four days. We say voting. We don't know how the fuck a caucus works. So Well, Super Tuesday's primaries. Duh. Good. Thank God. Yeah. Something that makes sense. Yeah, something we understand. Do we know who won Iowa? <laughs> that's a good that's, that's a, a good real question. question. Um I th- honestly think it was um Okay, so it was Bernie and Buttigieg, Buda, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, tied, I believe, and Buda with Buttigieg up a ten tenth of a point or two tenths of a point. Who won? Dead tie. Really? Between... Dead tie. Buttigieg ended up with thirteen delegates. Sanders got twelve, but they tied five sixty three to five sixty three, at twenty six point two apiece. That was Greek. Everything you just said was Greek. 
minus the delicate delegate part, which is pretty much the only thing that matters. Um. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth Warren came out of it with eight delegates. Joe Biden had six. Amy Klobuchar had one. So if Klobuchar is at the bottom of the poll here in Nevada, she's it's lights bye-bye. out. She's bye bye. Lights out. She's bye bye. Yeah. She's not gonna make it. After Super Tuesday, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just it's all over. I don't think she's on the stage next week. You don't think so? No. You think Bloomberg is on the stage before she is? He was already on the stage this week. I don't. I'm saying I don't think she makes it to South Carolina. Oh, 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 gotcha. Okay. Because now that Bloomberg's in there, that's less people letting me vote for Klobuchar. True. True. I, I honestly don't see him pulling a lot of votes. I think the Klobuchar, the Klobuchar voters are going to be going... I can't say her name. Klobuchar voters are going to be going for um, probably either Biden or Warren. I think Bloomberg's going to pull votes because he paid for them. Right. He spent how much money on a fucking hundreds, hundreds of, millions of millions of dollars? Hundreds of millions. You know, I saw a tweet, but I don't I don't have it in front of me, but that said uh, something to the effect of the uh, strategy team that ex- did a great job by secure by keeping their they're keeping their jobs because they let Bloomberg down and it, he had such a poor performance that he's going to be spending tens of millions of dollars more mm-hmm. trying to their, recoup uh, trying to recoup and they just increase their salaries and bonuses yeah easily um, so tomorrow's the Nevada caucus is going to be really interesting. Um, and next week is going to be chock full with South Carolina followed by Super Tuesday. Um, so, and the real winner of this debate this week was the president. Of course. And he'll be the winner of next week's debate. And he he'll be the winner of Super Tuesday. He always finds a way. I'm so tired of this winning, Mr. President. It's getting, it's getting to be a little much. I just want a break from the winning at this point. Well, something that's not winning, and uh, sorry to change the subject, but um, got some breaking news here. Uh, there are 10 towns in northern Italy that have been put on lockdown due to the coronavirus. All public events are suspended, no work or commercial activities, no recreational activities, all schools are closed, public transport uh, won't stop in those 10 towns. And those 10 towns constitute about 50,000 people. Hmm. Um, and also, the six Australians that were on the cruise ship, uh, Diamond Princess, have now tested positive in Darwin, Australia, okay. where they tested negative in Japan, where they were quarantined on the cruise ship. Oh, God. Um, uh, this tweet says, maybe I'm being obtuse, but if they tested negative on the ship and are now positive, what does this mean for the 1,000 plus who have left and gone home in Japan? That's a great question. Yep. That's a great question. And the thousands that they've come in contact with. Exactly. The th- the the dozens. The cabs they got in, the buses they got on, the trains Japan they got on. Japan is very, they're very crammed in. Yeah, it's in a Japan. very dense population. If Even if you get maybe two dozen out of those 1,000 that went to Tokyo, they came in contact, out of all of them, Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And those individuals are just going to keep spreading it. It's not looking good. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to interject with that that little bit of, uh, of bright news. But yeah, we're, um, we're looking forward to Super Tuesday. We're going to go ahead and um, we'll live tweet and live post. The, oh, uh, yeah. 
next debate. Absolutely. Um, we'll live tweet and we'll live post the uh, when as the results come in tomorrow from uh, where's Nevada. It? Nevada. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll live tweet and live post when results come in from South Carolina. And uh, and Super Tuesday. I think I said Super Tuesday, but you I'll say it again. Super Tuesday, I yeah. did start with Super yep. Tuesday. Um, now, as we started last week, we have a new segment on the show. It is called dun, 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 Trump's Tweet of the Week. What do we pick for this week? Well, it was a little exchange he had with Minnie Mike Bloomberg. Um, <laughs> it started with the president saying... Um, what Mini Mike is doing is nothing less than a large-scale illegal campaign contribution. He's quote-unquote spreading money all over the place, only to have recipients of his cash payments, many former opponents, happily joining or supporting his campaign. Isn't that called a payoff? <laughs> Minnie is illegally buying the Democrat nomination. They're taking it away from Bernie again. Mini Mike... Major party nominations are not for sale. Good luck in the debate tomorrow night. And remember, no standing on boxes. And then Bloomberg, Minnie came out and he quote tweeted and he said, um, why do you want, why do you want to run against Bernie so bad? So Trump retweeted him and said, Minnie Mike, no, I would rather run against you. (laughs) Ah. So that has been your Trump tweet of the week. That's our president, ladies and gentlemen. He re- he and Bloomberg came out in the debate this week. He tried being that no nonsense, take no shit, tough guy, uh, but he really just sounded like a he prissy looks billionaire. scared. He just kind of he got his ass beat. Yeah, he did. He just got bitched by Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, That's the it. whole night. That's all that happened. And next week, I don't think there's going to be many personal attacks because it's going to be a lot of. You know, everybody trying to get their actual policies and ideas in because they're not just speaking of one constituency next week. Yeah, it's going to be policy deep yeah. next week. Next week there won't be as much attacks, there won't be as much fireworks, but we're still going to be into it. We're still going to be watching it. I personally hate the attacks and the fireworks. I'd rather them talk about policy because they yeah, don't have I, any. Actually, yeah, yeah, I want them to expose themselves for the policy mm-hmm. that they do not have. Yep. I want them to expose themselves for the lack of policy and... and uh, and ideas rather than their lack of character. Right. Right. I don't really care about the names that they call each other. Let's just let's just hear about how they plan on running the country into the ground. Yeah, we're talking to you, Vinny Mike and Bernie Red. <laughs> so, um this has been uh this has been your weekly episode of the Republic of Rest- Restored Podcast. This is it. Yeah, I think that yeah. wraps her up. I think that wraps it up. We got another long week coming up. Um should be a, a an action packed week. It really should. You know, as always, you can find us on Twitter at our public restore. That's R P U B L I C R E S T O R E D. I'm getting fucking good at that. And on Instagram at Republic Restored. You get turned on. <laughs> you get much better at that. Yeah, yeah. I used to hesitate. I couldn't really spell. I got nervous. I need to, you know. Take these breathing exercises. Yeah, we were gonna have to. Just, we were gonna have to get dude with time to stand here with the. Uh, yeah, I need cue cards card or a teleprompter. You. I was gonna. I was gonna invest in a teleprompter. Uh, but no, now we're good. Now I can. Uh, now I can. Now I can spell it properly. I'm so happy for you. But I think that does it for us this week. And, uh, until next week, 
No stands on boxes Jimmy, a man 